Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you're listening to a special episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we sit down with Ride the Eagle writer-director Trent O'Donnell. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And in this episode, we're talking movies with writer and director Trent O'Donnell. In particular, his new release, Ride the Eagle, which is about Leif, who is left with a conditional inheritance when his estranged mother, Honey, dies. Before he can move into her remote Yosemite cabin, he has to complete her elaborate and sometimes dubious to-do list. It's directed by Trent O'Donnell, who's an Aussie director who's worked in the US on sitcoms including A Good Place and New Girl, with a screenplay by Jake Johnson and Trent O'Donnell. The movie stars Jake Johnson, Susan Sarandon, Darcy Carden and J.K. Simmons. Now, we invited Trent O'Donnell onto Popcorn Podcast recently to talk about making Ride the Eagle during the pandemic with a small but incredible cast and the surprising freedoms and fun times that came out of the experience. So, Lee, let's take a listen. I don't really know. My mom. This list could be anything. Thank you so much for joining us today, Trent, to talk about Ride the Eagle. Now, I understand that you and Jake wrote this during lockdown. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. We just sort of squirreled away for a few weeks and, um, and, and wrote a draft. Yeah. What are the practicalities of that? Do you just have, you know, Zoom meetings like this or? Yeah, we had Zoom meetings and then we also were sort of in each other's bubble, I guess. This was a time when we were both just bunkered down with our family and so we would meet like at one of, you know, either he'd come to my place or I'd go to his place. And we were, we would sit outside, wear masks, break it that way a little bit, as well as a lot of Zooming, a lot of Zooming. And once we had our cast, we sort of did another pass of the, of the script where we would do like Zoom read-throughs and things like that. There's a really lovely line in the film that says, what happened to you isn't what's happening to you. What's the message that you want audiences to take out of the film? That is kind of one of the key tonal sort of lines in the in, in the movie. And it's basically just 
kind of not being defined by your by your history or the things that that happened to you, which is you know stuff that's very prevalent in both Jake and Jake and mine sort of extended families. I'd look to my own parents who both had like really tough, like arduous, horrible childhoods in in many ways, but then weren't defined by that and 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 went on to kind of like overcome those things and also not to dwell on them too much and not to take things too seriously as well and just kind of you can get stuck in in looking to the past too much. Is it true that Darcy filmed in your own house? Yep. We basically used everything we had available. And it was actually how the whole film started as opposed to it wasn't like one of us said, hey, I've got this great idea for a movie. Do you want to do it? It was us getting together and going, we might be in lockdown for a long time here. Every All the projects that we were both working on collectively were, were, were sort of put on hold. And so we just sort of thought this could be a nice thing to, to go and make something that we want to make. And we missed just hanging out and making things together. And so the first part of the process was we got together and went, all right, we're going to make a movie. How can we do it during this time? And what is the story going to be? And so the first week was just looking at things that were possible. And we looked at the locations that we had. So it's like we shot at my place, Jake's place. Uh, the cabin is Jake's and the, the other cabin is his in-law's house. The dog is Jake's. Um, there's so much of it that we just got from like our own little worlds we started with the story and then we just developed it and we we made it better and richer and added more elements to it as we wrote so rather than being restricted it was actually quite a fortunate turn of events in some ways in some ways it was the things that were were kind of great about making something at that time was well one the casting was easier than it ever is because everyone was available no one was doing anything and then just once we decided to make it ourselves we didn't have to give notes to anyone. We didn't have to take notes from anyone or we were only sort of beholden to each other in this sort of like commitment of like, we put a bit of money into it ourselves and we're going to make it. And that gave us enough momentum to just keep on with it because so often, you know, you develop ideas and they just don't, you don't get to that finished product because it gets lost in development or you'll, you'll, you'll send your script in and then you, you get notes two months later and then by then you go oh now I'm doing this other thing and things lose momentum and so that's what we were very cognizant of just being like let's just keep going and what was it like filming in such a remote location like Yosemite it was actually in Yosemite National Park wasn't it yeah well, it was on the the cabin's just on the outskirts of it but it's great I mean I love that part of the world somewhere that I've always like loved uh, and, and Jake feels the same way we're both kind of in love with that part of the world we had this small little crew. We all went and got, uh, we got tested for COVID. And once we all got negative, we all drove up together. And then we all lived together in the cabin while we made the movie. So, you know, it was a nice escape as well. And did you and Jake write the characters with certain actors in mind? Uh, we did to a degree. Like Susan Sarandon was definitely who we had in mind for for Honey. And was she was kind of just our ambitious sort of like, wouldn't it be great if we got Susan Sarandon? And then we were just sort of like took a swing, thinking we might get her to read it. But we had no expectations of her doing the movie. We were going to get more realistic after that. And then, yeah, Darcy is a friend of mine um, who I met on The Good Place. And adore and like I just wanted to she's excellent to work with and so she was the first person we thought of for that role and JK Simmons is someone that I've worked with a little bit as well he's just such a powerhouse he's so he's so wonderful and he made the mistake once of giving me his email address and so I just emailed him directly and like I didn't go through a or anything I just sort of 
asked him to do it. And yeah, again, he was just so he was available. Was it a bucket list item to get J.K. Simmons to say fuck boy on film? Because that's just brilliant. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Yeah. And it was funny for it was Jake and I were talking about it how Jake regrets that he didn't get to actually have it live because JK wasn't there that day shooting that okay. scene. So I, I was having to do this terrible version of like I was reading the lines to him <laughs> while he did it. And we got to hear him say it later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's just excellent. Do you have a JK Simmons impression? No, I didn't even bother trying. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do the video impression of this. I'll just give you my all very flat. And also, I'm like watching the monitor as well. So it's really, it's testament to Jake because I did all of the. I did all of Darcy's scenes on the phone as well. So even like the, the phone sex scene, that's me reading it out. <laughs> and I'm just like trying not to overlap and I'm watching a monitor at the same time. So the read is terrible. I leave these big gaps because I don't want the audio to bleed over or anything like that. So yeah. it's not great for acting. I'm sure it's better than you think it was. When writing it, how did you decide what tasks Leaf should be doing? Because some of them are quite you know, natural, but some of them are quite out there, like catching a fish with your bare hands. How did you decide which ones he was going to do? The the backstory for Susan's character for Honey was that she spent a lot of her years wound up in a kind of cult, essentially a cult that was like a community that it had these sort of like life lessons um, and a way of life and the kind of a mantra for how you should live your life. And this was something that like Jake's character detested the cult and kind of like blamed that whole thing for ruining Mm -hmm. his childhood almost. But we wanted it to be this thing where when Honey got involved in the cult and raised him in a cult and sort of was an absentee parent in a cult and the community was raising him, all of that was done through the best of intentions. And I think that's that's true of like how anyone, no one gets into a cult to join like a crazy cult. They're trying to do it for their own fulfillment or to, mm. uh, for some, they see some value in it. And so we sort of like, even though that Honey did sort of like get out and sort of somewhat come to a senses that the lessons that she teaches Leaf are based on the things that first attracted her to that life and that there is, she did get something out of it and there was some value to that. And so that's kind of, that was the basis of all the, mm. the, the wild things that she gets him to do. You mentioned that you and Jake and you and Darcy were quite close. Did that make the whole filming process easier or more difficult to direct them in some ways? Oh, it was much easier. It was like, yeah. Even just for Jake and I, having worked together so much, we don't have to be pleasant with each other. We can just go, no, I don't like that. That doesn't work. Why don't we try this? And it just makes the whole thing kind of more efficient and and more and more streamlined in a way. And also, these are all like particularly Jake and Darcy are people that I like hanging out with in my free time. So to get to do it for for work, it's it's the best. I've heard that they gang up on you, though. Is that true? There's an elaborate long bit about this conspiracy that they've got that I dye my hair because, you know, I'm 45. I just don't have much gray at all yet. And um, it's like the nicest compliment to me is when someone goes, you dye your hair. It's like, no, never have. And I genuinely haven't on my children. Um, but they find it like a fun bit to make out that I regularly dye my hair and it's, it's stupid and dumb, but they've gone to some pretty funny extreme lengths with it. And how did you cope being in, you're in LA, aren't you? I'm in Sydney. I just got back. Oh, you, you just got back. Oh, I'm in day two, hotel quarantine. Oh, wow. So I was going to say, how did you cope being in LA during the pandemic? Was it really tough? Did you miss Australia? I did. Look, and I probably botched it, honestly. Like if we'd known, I don't know if I would have spent the entire year in LA Mm. um, if I'd known. And it's mostly for me, like the same as it is here for, 
I think almost everyone with kids, it's like, it's just schools being closed is the thing that really, it really sucks because it's thinking back to my own childhood, I can't imagine like having a year or a year and a half without school. What have you missed most about Australia? I think just the people really like, it's funny, like Jake's never been to Australia, but he has kind of, I do think the reason we became friends is he has a lot of like the kind of qualities that we attribute with being Australian. Um, he doesn't take things too seriously and he's kind of, you know, he's a pretty straight talker. And and I think it's just that that I miss, like like being in Australia. And also, I think deep down, I like making things in Australian voices a lot of the time as well. I just like the way it sounds and I like the the, the rhythm of it and stuff. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I mostly miss. And to wrap up, what have you got coming up? What other projects do you have in the works? I thankfully don't have a ton of stuff that I'm about to do. I've just finished three months in Montreal doing a new show called Ghosts for CBS. And I spent the first part of the year in Calgary doing a show called Guilty Party with Kate Beckinsale for Paramount+. Plus. Um, and so I've been shooting a lot this year. And so I'm going to hang out and just write and develop and not do so much on set time enjoy the spring and summer of australia yeah i'm going to yeah it's like <laughs> kind of torturous i've got this really good view of like the harbor from my window. yeah so it does look very nice outside well thank you so much for your time today trent i really appreciate it thank you lee she was a very very sexual animal and that's probably not what her son wants to hear i guess Great behind-the-scenes stories there from Trent O'Donnell, don't you think, Tim? Yeah, I just love how this film came to be and the experience Mm. that they had. It was really, really interesting stories behind it all. Shows how much fun it can be when you just get together with mates and do what you all love. Exactly. Just like you and I, Lee. Mates (laughs) talking about movies. Exactly. And pure magic is (laughs) realised. So Ride the Eagle is in Queensland, Western Australia, South Australia, Tasmania and Northern Territory cinemas from September 9 and ACT Victoria and regional New South Wales cinemas from September 23 and hopefully in a wider release not long after that. That's what we're all hoping. Now don't forget to head over to YouTube to watch our full interview with Trent O'Donnell and check out our spoiler-free review of Ride the Eagle on your preferred podcast platform now. As always, guys, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and where all good podcasts are found. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.